0: Today on the Colin and Samir show, we're talking about Dude Perfect, the trick shot creators with over 56 million subscribers who are worth an estimated $50 million. They were recently featured on one of our favorite podcasts, How I Built This, and you'll hear segments from the episode on today's show. We dive deep into why Dude Perfect struggled for over five years to turn YouTube into a full-time career and break down what makes them so successful. So much of what Dude Perfect does is extremely visual. So we encourage you to watch the YouTube upload today as well, because there's a lot that you won't want to miss. Little known fact, we worked with Dude Perfect in 2015. That's right. And we'll get there. But I want to go back to the beginning of Dude Perfect. 2009, they're students at Texas A&M and they make a trick shot compilation video in their backyard and upload it to YouTube.
1: Hello, folks. Welcome to Backyard Stuntman.
0: It gets 50 to 100,000 views in a pretty short amount of time, which is incredible. Which is crazy for your first upload.
1: Out of control. That's crazy. That first video was featured on Good Morning America. They showed the footage, and obviously for, you know, five college guys, it it was kind of a fun 15 minutes of the spotlight.
2: So I think that speaks to how universally entertaining trick shots are. And I think how universally entertaining it was when it wasn't athletes. Like when it was just people hanging out, in a college house having fun for a show like Good Morning America. That's just like a feel good video. The relatability thing is important.
0: Yeah. They are pro sports adjacent. Yes. Which is which place, is everyone. Which is yeah. everyone. <laughs> which is everyone. <laughs> because yeah. A very small amount of people actually get to play pro sports. So they kind of captured that backyard feel mm-hmm. of playing football with your friends and catching the winning yeah. touchdown, which didn't happen to me all that
2: often. Right. Yeah. yeah. The other thing was their reactions are so engaging and so authentic. It transcends language too. Yes. From the trick shot
0: to the reaction, you don't need audio and you can enjoy it anywhere in the world. Their content passes the
2: over the shoulder test, which is something that we talked about before. You can be watching it on someone's phone over their shoulder and still find it entertaining. The thing that I really like about it is how accessible it is for the audience, how we can step outside. Look, we're athletes. Yeah. We're sports guys. We're sportsmen. But if you're not. Right. you can still take part. You watch the video, you get to go outside and partake in that same activity, or you can sit right here and do a water bottle flip.
0: The first video does well, they start making more of these types of videos, and then finally they get an opportunity to film a video in the Texas A&M football stadium where they're going for the longest basketball shot, I think they called it.
1: Welcome to Land. this is the world's longest basketball shot. Yes! What?
0: They make that shot, and that clip, at first, doesn't do that well online.
1: But eventually, it gets put on the front page
0: of Yahoo, and it gets multiple millions
1: of views. Yahoo's homepage, which, I don't know if you remember, but that was like oh, the yeah. spot. That was it like was a thing.
0: That clip ends up on SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony says he thinks it's fake. There's definitely a part of you that's like, like, why would you not believe us? But then, it was also just a
1: testament to... Like, look what we pulled off.
0: And then it was pretty incredible in in 2015, working with them, seeing how many times they had to throw the ball to eventually make it. I mean, hours and
2: hours. It's crazy. Yeah, we went there on a two-day shoot to do lacrosse trick shots with them. All of these shots were completely real. And because they take so long, that's why the reactions are so big. And we were working with them on a a
0: brand deal for Mm -hmm. LG that they were shooting. So they were already well into their official career as YouTube creators that were very successful.
2: Very if you go successful. back
0: to 2010, they get their first brand deal with GMC to film a video throwing a basketball out of an airplane into a basketball hoop Clear. with a truck just sitting there. <laughs>
1: Let's go, baby. Let's go, Tyler. Oh
0: this gosh. is the airplane
2: shot. Down, down, down. That's a crazy jump. Going from your backyard to an airplane in a year and also into like a true advertisement. That's for pretty a wild. Major
0: automobile yeah, company.
2: Major company with a serious ad agency. But to reflect on what brand partnerships were like in 2010 for YouTube creators, I don't think anyone fully understood like, oh, you could put the brand on their channel, like there's distribution there. It was more like, This talent group is basically like America's Got Talent and we should use them in an ad. That will run across TV. Yes. So it's not even on their YouTube channel. And that's like, that's how early stage they were to the YouTube like monetization world. They were getting monetized as talent, as like the Harlem Globetrotters in this commercial. There's a few unbelievable things about this ad.
0: The first is that it ended up generating over a billion impressions for GMC. That's crazy. Another one is that Dude Perfect, the guys even made the shot because we've seen how long it takes them to make some of these shots. How many times could you have possibly had to bring that airplane back and forth? Like they, they could have failed. Yeah, this was an
2: expensive shoot.
0: And Tyler ends up making the second throw.
2: It looked like it was like
1: pretty good timing, but you know, the plane keeps going, so I can't really see. And all of a sudden, like the radio, all I hear is just oh!
0: Now, the other thing about this ad is that they made $50,000. Their first brand deal, 50K. Who does that?
2: Like you're a year into making internet
0: videos and- In today's world? No. Career YouTubers, your first brand deal, $50,000. That's crazy. That's crazy. Unfortunately for them, there's five members, so they weren't able
1: to really- generate a sustainable income. Yeah, not even remotely. So we had gotten paid by GMC and that was essentially it. We'd made some ad money, but you know it's probably sandwich money at that point. And YouTube at the time was not serving ads
0: in the way that it is today. The ad rates were extremely low because companies just weren't aware Mm -hmm. that YouTube was a
1: valuable place to be advertising. I mean, we are talking almost no money whatsoever. Four or five videos in, Ty comes running into the the living room and he said, guys, we've officially made it. I think we just made collect, Enough money to buy a sandwich.
2: I'd have to think that groups like Dude Perfect help usher in advertisers into the world of creators. Yeah. Because they were in that such early stages. Like Casey Neistat's another example of someone who was getting ad agencies to contract him to make internet videos. And I think this concept of like making a viral internet video with these internet people uh, was in early stages there, and it had to go well. They so, had to convince these brands yeah. that this was a effective, safe place to advertise. And that's a part of like the history of the fact that we have this industry now that we get to do this and make money doing this is a lot of because some of those early creators were able to do things like get billions of impressions on an internet video and it made it a legitimate place for advertisers. Like even Casey Neistat would make it count that did 34, 35 million views. And it was for Nike. And it was like the smallest part of that overarching Nike campaign. And it was a complete risk and that completely paid off. And so those moments I think have impacted what the world of creators looks like today. I was amazed that in 2013, 2014, Tyler is still working a
1: landscaping job. You know, you got on Jimmy Kimmel, you know, you were getting attention. Meantime,
2: Ty, you're like like laying sod.
1: Weed eating, laying sod, selling plants. All the above. So YouTube
2: wasn't a sustainable career for them for over five years.
0: They did say, though, that GMC turned the light bulb on in their head that this could
1: be a career. There is some sort of business opportunity at hand. And so I think that gave us enough motivation to try and keep it going after school, but we didn't know how it was going to work.
2: I think for any entrepreneur or video creator, having that proof and validation early on that there's oil in the well... I think is really important, like getting featured on Good Morning America, getting on the homepage of Yahoo, and then getting a $50,000 deal. These are like key moments in their entrepreneurial journey that signaled to them that this was real. Not a lot of people get those moments. And eventually in 2014, they do take the jump
1: to go full-time, it wasn't supplementing the income that we were making at our other jobs at that point. Garrett may have just had his first kid, which that's unfathomable to me now to think back, to have a child and to think, I'm going to quit my architecture career because he had his master's and a pretty solid job and go into YouTube videos. And a month later, they get a partnership with
0: Nerf that totally changes the trajectory of their business. And they still have a Nerf partnership today. And I think a lot of the reason that Nerf came in speaks to this other element of Dude Perfect that makes them so successful, and that's that they're Mm family-friendly. A lot of their demo is
2: young, and they keep their content super clean. Totally. I mean, they're great role models. They're just great ambassadors to sports, because even sports in general is not all family-friendly. There's an element of it that is, but as the world of sports on the internet has gone in multiple directions, where Barstool Sports is over here, Dude Perfect gets to be over here with the safe fun, lighthearted, inspirational, good-for-you content. I'd say another thing that really helped with their brand partnerships and the fact that they could become commercial is that they had a format. The thing is, like, when a brand picks up the phone, they know what they want. They want a trick shot video. They want Dude Perfect to try and throw things into goals and hoops that are impossible and that are really fun to watch for people. And that was their format. And they, they could refine a process with that format over the course of those five years to be like, once the advertising dollars are here, we could do this once a week. The fact that they had such an understandable format also allowed them to collaborate
0: very easily with athletes, not just brands. Mm -hmm. So they start doing all of these collaborations
2: with high profile athletes. Yeah. I remember really specifically when they did the State Farm video. It's in a basketball arena where they just put State Farm branding all over and Chris Paul is in it. It's like, super clean integration. And the thing that's amazing is that the integration doesn't take away from how enjoyable it is to watch the video because it's the same format. It's still them throwing basketballs into hoops in crazy ways. Now there's Chris Paul and there's State Farm all over the the, the arena. No problem. I will
0: say though, something I really doubted about Dude Perfect was that they could replicate their format enough times and keep it interesting. I remember thinking, this has to run out. How many times can
2: you do a trick shot video? I thought that too when we started working with them. I was like, this is right now, but they're going to have to evolve. And what's interesting is they did evolve. They introduced new formats. And that's something that I think is really impressive to me about Dude Perfect is from the beginning, they looked at their channel and their content in formats. They were like, here's the trick shot format. Okay, that that is working really well. And until we need to introduce a new format, we're just going to stick to that. Do one thing, focus on it, and make it the best possible trick shot videos. So we knew we didn't want to only do trick shot videos. <laughs> Could we try something different? Would our fans still like it? Then they went into stereotypes. Stereotypes awesome format, right? Mm-hmm. And now they've evolved into new formats where you go over time, but they're they're still kind of all have the same vibe and once they find a format that works, they replicate that format. Yeah, you look at them
0: today and you realize they were not afraid to take risks mm-hmm. and evolve just at how many different offerings they even have as a brand, yeah. whether it's all of their toys that they sell with Nerf Mm -hmm. or the app that you can Mm -hmm. play, the Dude Perfect video game, the merchandise, they go on tour. Mm -hmm. They had a show on Country Music Channel, right? And then Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. So they've really evolved what it means to be Dude
2: Perfect. All with the anchor of trick shots. And family-friendly fun. The anchor is still just, we're going to do these amazing trick shots. I think because you want to partake in what they do, like you watch them and you think in your head, could I do that? I think because of that, there's an opportunity for them to create an environment for that. Now that could be done in like Dude Perfect Summer Camp. I think Dude Perfect Summer Camp would crush. They could come home with their own at-home trick shot kits. They could come up with trick shot names that get into Dude Perfect videos. And if Dude Perfect got this like summer camp space, even if they bought it, it could be a set for their videos. Like, There's so much in there. Locations for their tours, maybe. Totally. Yeah. I also think there's an opportunity for them to
0: move into the Dave and Busters yeah. sort of world where you have these bar slash restaurants where you can mm-hmm. play different sports games, you can watch the sports games. Well
2: like Dude Perfect could have made top golf. Yes. Right? Like oh, they could man. have made a brand like that or they still can. I think yes, Dave and Busters, but I actually think for their audience it's like Chuck E. Cheese. Like the the more like birthday party for the thirteen year old sure. space. Yeah. I don't even have to know anything about Dude Perfect. I have
0: no idea who Dave nor Buster is. You don't know Dave or Buster? (laughs) I don't know Dave. I had a dog named Buster. But you know what I mean? I don't care about Dave and Buster. But I will go to Dave and Buster's.
2: Right. And that's what I think the future could be for Dude Perfect. The sky's kind of the limit for them. I think one of the biggest takeaways for creators is to recognize the length of time it took for them to go from having a hit to having a career.